Discover the Mediterranean secret to optimal health and longevity with GMT 23 Greek Mountain Tea from Terry Naturally. These capsules are stronger than a cup of brewed tea and support overall health, including liver health, digestion, and cognitive function. Now for the first time ever, this botanical is available in supplemental form in the United States. Find GMT 23 Greek Mountain Tea at your local health food store or terrynaturalvitamins.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My guests today are Robin Campbell and Anna Gusson. Now, Robin Campbell is an award-winning Canadian screenwriter with a passion for animated content, currently writing for Lego Friends, produced by the Lego Group. Now, Robin creates characters and stories that are inclusive, diverse, and encourage audiences to be themselves, even when it's difficult. Now, Anna Gusson is an award-winning director and an accomplished 2D animator based in Vancouver. Now, she has worked as an animator in productions like My Little Pony, the movie, Netflix's Archibald's Next Big Thing, and DreamWorks' Trollstopia. But most recently, Anna directed Pivot, an award-winning short film that is on its festival run with great success. We are here today to talk about their wonderful animated short film, Pivot, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Robin Campbell and Anna Gusson to the show. Welcome. How are you doing okay. today? Hello. Thank you for having us. Well, absolutely. First question, I'm going to direct this one to Robin. Uh, where did you get the idea for this film? Yeah, um, it, it started with a childhood memory. I had a friend who ever since we were in preschool, she hated wearing dresses so much, but her mom would force her to wear these extremely gaudy over the top dresses that matched her sister for every picture day, Christmas concert, things like that. And she absolutely hated it. And she would be miserable the whole day and just like a little feral cat in a frilly dress, basically the whole day. Uh, she grew up to be very much not a dress wearer and went very much the opposite direction. And that memory has always really stuck with me as being such a visual representation of a parent, someone who cares about you, objectifying you and forcing a child to be a way that aligns with the parent and the parent's wants rather than who the child is. So in writing Pivot, which I wrote for specifically to produce with women in animation, I wanted to do something that I saw impacting women everywhere in the world. And I instead used my own um, emotional story surrounding more of a fear of telling those who love me about myself um, and not feeling like I fit in and inserted that in the story of the dress. So it's kind of a combination of my emotional story and my childhood friends. Um, well, physical story. I, I love the story and I actually watched it more than once to really grasp it to, you know, to see the difference. Cause you know, when we watch film, we have that first pass when we watch something, then we go back the second time to kind of dive a little deeper to maybe see things we didn't notice the first time. Uh, I thought it was a very, it, it, I think it's, the first thing I thought of was is that the character uh, was a tomboy. And uh, and for you, Robin, I mean, as being part of the LGBTQ uh, community, did that influence this story a bit? 
For sure. The emotional story is very much my fear of telling um, the people that I grew up with that I was bisexual. And I grew up in a time in the 90s, early 2000s, when being bisexual was not considered a thing in a lot of places that people said you could be gay or you could be straight, but bisexuals were just confused. So I thought I was confused, um, which was horrible <laughs> growing up. And as I'm sure you watched in uh, the film, Ashley is very conflicted about telling everyone how she feels, about telling her mom how she feels. And it's more of a struggle of getting over the fear of telling everyone around her who she really is. Um, that is very much the emotional core of those stories, my own struggle with my identity. Yeah, we're going to get into that here in a moment. And because that is one thing that I did uh, notice. And I know those who will who have seen the film and those who will see the film will pick up that as well. Now, Anna, what drew you to the story? Uh, yeah, so the story was presented to me um, um very early in a in a selection process because the film was made as part of a program called ace uh it's a program made to help women in a mid-career level in animation to um to rise above the the ceiling there's a ceiling right that we tend to notice in the animation career that women are majority in schools we made a majority in the early levels of industry but for some reason we're not rising to uh, the top creative position. So uh, Women in Animation Vancouver created this program called ACE uh, to help us um, develop a key creative uh, credit uh, and help us elevate our careers, right? So uh, I applied to this program and Robin did apply as well with this script. And when reading it, uh, I related to it very closely and uh, so did uh, many other women who came to work with us, uh, and it really strikes us in the in this core place of growing up uh, as a woman and finding ourselves and uh, how to communicate that to our parents and our loved ones. Right. So uh, it was very interesting that not only I felt very closely related to it, but also everyone that came on board um, uh, later on the process. So. Um, yeah, um, the, um, I'm sorry, I'm, that, I'm getting a bit No, <laughs> that's okay. And you know, it's, you brought something up that in a way irritates me in a good way. Um, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, um, filmmaking is just an incredible art. It's storytelling. It's bringing stories to life, regardless if it's live action, if it's animation, um, uh, but uh, for those of you who work in the film industry, stop putting women second place because they are as equal to every man that can handle a camera, be a cinematographer, a director, a producer, a screenwriter, an animator. And when it comes to filmmaking, everybody is on equal ground. And if you want to try to prove me wrong, good luck with that. But uh, Robin and Anna, so I'm going to step off my soapbox here for a second. But why did uh, did y'all choose to create Pivot as an animation uh, instead of live action? So I wrote it very specifically for animation. And there's actually an interesting thing where I almost am 
it kind of goes the opposite direction for me. Where writing for live action is actually very innate and it's because it's real life. But when you're writing for animation, there has to be a reason for it to be animated or no one will make it because animation costs so much money to make. Like when you see an animated budget, like people are blown away of how much it truly costs and how much energy and effort, how many animators you need and everything. So there needs to be a very specific reason why this must be animated or else everyone's just gonna be like just make a live action like don't bother with any of this this is a lot so the transformation within it of a dress to spoiler into a monster is innately animation and also how ashley turns into like a warrior if we i don't think we could do that so it really was written very specifically for animation and in a way that it just was wouldn't be possible to make it live action. I loved the animation and I loved the style of animation. And um, Anna, for you, how does one create a, a very specific look of animation for a particular story? How did this look come about? Because I loved it. It's almost very children's storybook like exactly i'm so glad you mentioned that because it's exactly what we were looking for uh so when reading the script it was very clear that we needed to have this um this warm look that would uh welcome us into the story and have us all like be drawn into ashley as a character right we have to uh feel her feelings and be empathetic to her so uh when looking for the the looks uh for the film uh i very early on knew i wanted something um a bit more quirky like not scary but something that would give us a little bit of a shiver kind of like um those uh early 90s uh cartoons that had somewhat like they're cute but also they're a bit weird so uh we had three amazing talented art directors applying for the program with a specific pitch for the film but when we met cindy xiang who is our art director she presented this amazing pitch with a drawing of a dress that had all these eyes on it uh like the flower the center of the flowers were eyes and instantly like i knew it this is our film this is our film it's quirky it's cute and it has this perfect storybook look and feel to it that is so attractive so appealing but also it has something in it that is like oh i really want to see and find out more about it so that's how the looks came upon uh and really uh kudos to cindy for coming up with uh this creating and expanding this universe so well uh that is so so appealing and so fascinating well one of the things i loved about the style of the animation and i noticed it right off especially when there were, I'll just say, uh, as in filmmaking, there was a camera close up. Um, and I noticed, and I love the fact that, that the lines of the animation were not clean. I like that slight jagged look uh, that you only really truly notice when there is a camera close up, so to speak. Uh, because it kind of reminded me of like um, if you were cutting out paper dolls in a way. And, and the lines aren't completely straight because, you know, you get a kid that's trying to follow the lines and cutting something out, but the lines aren't really straight. 
but you don't really notice it until you see the close-up. But it just works so well with that storybook look. And I think that with kids today, when you have a storybook look, it's easier for them to understand, comprehend, follow the story. It's bright. It's fresh. It's inviting. It's engaging. And it's friendly at the same time. And uh, so I just loved the little details of the animation. So stellar job. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'm just so impressed you notice all of that because uh, absolutely all of that, uh, when it comes to animation, all of this static choices uh, are actually a choice and a decision to be made, right? So um, there's a lot of work involved of that coming across uh, all the visuals uh, decisions. So yeah, thank you for noticing it. It's really, You're really very welcome. And, nice and to Rob hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, stellar job. And, and Robin, this question is for you because what I found interesting in, uh, in Pivot is that the little girl had tears in her, in her eyes. And it wasn't because she got in trouble with tearing up the dress. Her tears came from the fact that her mother didn't understand her. And I think a lot of kids today can relate that they want to tell their mom and dad you know, what they're really feeling inside, but they haven't been able to have the courage to cross that threshold, afraid that they're just going to get in trouble or get spanked or yelled at. Uh, did I get that synopsis correct? Yeah. Um, something I think that is really integral to me and the characters that I create and kind of how I view people in general and especially children is that the three basic needs we each have as individuals is to be seen, valued, and known. And when a child doesn't feel seen, valued, and known by their parent, that is the most hurtful thing. Like that is what cuts really, really deep for them. And so getting in trouble is one thing, but to not feel seen, valued, and known for who we are, that's the thing that really brings on that emotional struggle for each of us. Yeah, and I like the fact that uh, her mother got it and yeah. started showing understanding. And it, it's funny because once you see that moment in the film, you feel relief you feel some peace and you have a smile because, you know, now she's being, now she's being heard and uh, being accepted uh, for not wanting to wear the dress, being accepted for who she is. And, uh, you know, when I watch the film, I'm thinking, you know, there's millions of little girls that at that time don't want to wear dresses. Some of them may grow up and, and wear dresses on a regular basis, and then there are those that don't. So uh, it's up to their uh, time of growing and maturing and uh, gaining life experiences through from being an adolescent to a teenager on up. But it's uh, an incredible film. Uh, and since this is an award-winning film, what have been the audience's reaction so far? Oh. To both of you? 
Yeah, we've uh, we've been very fortunate to go uh, to many festivals. I believe over 32 festivals at this point, uh, all over uh, the world. So we've had uh, audiences in Europe, Asia, South America, and North America as well. So uh, been very fortunate to have the film screen in a variety of audiences, and all the responses have so far have been very positive. Uh, a lot, a lot of people uh, in the like independently of gender and age, feel related to the story and connected to Ashley. Uh, in many of these festivals, we had the opportunity to have Q and A's with the audience and the most amazing questions have come up. Um, had this one opportunity in Bentonville, Arkansas, where this one little boy uh, came up with a question and related so closely to Ashley saying like, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to find out who you are. And uh, I was so proud of him for speaking up and I could tell his family as well was so uh, joyful, like, oh, good job, you made a question. And it was, we had a bit of a conversation there on the session. So um, yeah, we've been nothing but very fortunate with how audiences have responded, but maybe Robin has some things to add to it, yeah. Well, well for yeah. you, Robin, what was it like to see your story come to life uh, through animation? Oh my gosh. I was just so proud of our team. Um, I think something that's just been really special is how close we all are, that we've become very good friends in the making of this film. It has felt really, really special um, and therapeutic for all of us to talk about our stories and ourselves and our struggles and how we relate. And there's been a lot of tears and heart to hearts and it's just been really, uh, magical making it and healing making the film and then seeing the final product it's just I know that every single person who worked on this film poured their blood sweat and tears into making it so it's been so much more than just a film it's everything all of the people I care about so much well Anna uh, for you, how many animators did it take to uh, put this together? We had a big crew, uh, not only of animators, but uh, designers, painters, uh, layout artists. So uh, I believe our crew was over 70 people. Uh, and we're very fortunate to say most of our crew is female-based, uh, BIPOC, and um, non- um, and um, sorry all the terms uh we but yeah we were a very varied uh and um wide crew uh we had the fortunate um of being supported by uh, local studios such as kickstart and atomic cartoons we've been sponsored by uh um, harmony as well to help us make the film um so yeah a, a lot of people involved in this you know when i talk to filmmakers of short films I always ask them, you know, how long did it take you to film it? And and I'll hear, oh, it took us two days, three days, maybe five days at the most for a lot of the, the short films. How long did it take to create this film since it is animation? If you count oh. from when the script was locked, 10 months, I think? Yeah, I would say yeah 10 months to nine months uh something like in total with the program a little bit like a year and a half but yes animating it itself was 
four to five months work plus all the posts. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's many, many different steps than in filmmaking live action. So yeah, it's, it's months long project. So yeah, nine well, months. It's like for you, Robin, did you have to sit down with the animators uh, kind of side by side in certain areas or did you just hand over the script and let them go for it? <laughs> I've more so met with Anna and Cindy as our art director on a weekly basis or something. I can't remember. <laughs> a lot. We met a lot and uh, just went over things. And so Anna in animation, the director really takes over from the writer and um, is translating that into the art. And so Anna and I continue to meet, continue to talk uh, in the storyboard and editing phase. I was much more, I feel like, involved in that process of translating the story rather than the animating portion. Now, this is, may seem like a dumb question for some, but do you have, you know, when it comes to animation, did you have to sit there and kind of go through? a million color swatches till you kind of form the look uh, for for this type of story? I mean, is that a crazy question? No, it's not a crazy question. It's, uh, yeah, it's just about uh, adapting a little bit. So we, um, maybe not so much color swatches, but we have to go through so many iterations of the film from like simple black and line, uh, black and white lines into the color uh, versions of the film. Uh, yes, there's many, many steps. So uh, we do go through color script phase where we uh, choose the rhythm of the colors, how the colors are going to change from the film. So if maybe something that by the next time you watch it, something you can notice is that the film is very much pink, right? Because her world starts very pink, but we knew we wanted the pink to feel at first a cold version because she's not so much adjusted to it, but then we transition into this warm place. So what we did in trying to find the right moods is also throughout the color to have uh, to help us guide through that emotion, right? So we go from this very cold pink into this dark place. Uh, so very dark, still pink, but very dark pink. And then we emerge out of it into a very warm and safe uh, space um, and all of that can be guided through not only color but shapes, music. So that's the beauty of it. Uh, we get to create and curate this world in the in the matter to make us go through the journey or like the roller coaster emotion as well as the character goes. And that was one of the that was one of the first things that I noticed in the story and how it starts with and, and we'll just say a certain shade uh, of pink because of a room. Uh, but then there's that, then, then there's that turn in the story where, like you said, it kind of goes dark, but it still, it still brings in that color scheme, but in a much different shade because now you're drawing the emotion uh, from the viewer to experience because of that color change. So to me, animation, there's just a magic that uh, is on a different level or a different scale than actual film. Uh, and again, from start to finish, ladies and gentlemen, this short film, Pivot, is an actually must-see short film. 
And for both of you, what in the world does it feel like now to be Oscar qualified? Great. <laughs> Speechless it's, too, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, to be among such a plethora of talent around the world it just feels amazing. And we hope that this increases is the reach of the film we just want more and more people to see it and to develop courage in being themselves do you have anything to add anna um yeah but i'm pretty much the same it's a bit uh i'm still pinching myself every day that we talk about how far the film has gone it's not that we didn't knew we knew the film was special when we read the script and we knew this was going to go far, but to see it actually become that is kind of like, wow, I've only seen this in my dreams and now this is becoming true. It's really mind blowing. And uh, honestly, it still gives me goosebumps to realize how, how much the film is creating an impact out there and really nothing but gratitude to everyone watching um, that comes back to us and, and, and speak about it. We're so grateful, please continue to do so. And also to our crew who poured up, who poured so much hard work into it and some of their own experiences. Um, like you mentioned the teared up uh, scene. Um, yeah, the animator that made it, uh, it's such a fantastic artist. She really pour, put a lot of hard work into it. And I can, every time I watch that scene, like I, I see her uh, the way she did it. So it's really, um, it's really wholesome um, feeling to be part of this. And what I loved about Pivot is that it is very, it reaches a very broad audience. Uh, it's not a niche film at all. When you see it, everybody can relate to Pivot. Uh, Robin, are we going to see uh, any uh, children's storybooks coming from this concept? So we've been talking about maybe doing a graphic novel just because the subject matter is a bit above the storybook age, but creating an expanded story around this in a graphic novel form is something that we're definitely considering and looking to do. Are we ever going to see something like Pivot, uh, let's say uh, Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing? <gasps> I mean, we we haven't talked about that because it is a very self-contained story and I really did write it to be a short film, which I think a lot of people do write short films and things like that as proof of concepts. But my intention was very much like, this is a short film, like this is self-contained. You will get a whole story, three acts right there. Um, but if there's somebody out there who's interested in making it into a series, we definitely are open to that. We have a very talented team of people behind it I'm sure well, is that. pivot available to the general public to see anywhere at this time it is not we're still in festival not yet ah so i've had this special honor to actually see this before everybody yeah. else uh outside exactly. the festival runs but uh ladies and gentlemen i can tell you this when pivot is available for the whole world to see it is a must see animated short film you will love it from beginning to end you will relate to it does it ma matter if you're a 
man, woman, boy, boy or girl, you will see something that you relate to. We all do. And uh, for Robin and for Anna, what is next for both of you? Um, yeah, well, um, we are still um, um, harvesting the hard work from Pivot. So we still get to do a few more festivals run. It's incredible how how much the film keeps on going. So we're pretty fortunate with that. We have a few festivals coming up till this the end of the year. Uh, and since Pivot, I've been very fortunate to be hired as a director. So I was I was able to to do the jump uh, into a directing position in a local studio called Kickstart uh, Entertainment. Um, and so I've been directing small projects and uh, it's been really fun. And honestly, um, all I hope is to continue to learn and grow in this, in this, uh, in this role, and yeah, to do more, more projects. More, ooh, sorry, more projects. <laughs> <laughs> and and for you, Robin. Yeah, I'm writing on Lego Friends, as you said. I continue to do that, which is really exciting, and they're amazing, and I love working for them. It's an amazing project. Also, Cindy and I, the art director on Pivot, have been working on our own project now for a while. And um, we're, we're continuing to move forward with that. And I think Cindy and I have a very long working relationship that will extend forever. So, Well, I know one thing uh, for, for both of you, your resumes are literally through the roof will continue to grow. And ladies and gentlemen, you have to keep your eye out. If you are into filmmaking, if you're into animation, you need to keep an eye out for Robin Campbell and Anna Guzon. And, uh, and when pivot becomes available to the general public, again, it's a must see. And, you know, Robin and Anna, I always tell people that I really hope that one day that with all of these major theater chains out there that they kind of cut down on some of the movie trailers and kind of insert some of these short films for people to see before the feature film so more people can understand that short films are vitally important to the film world it's important to writers and directors and producers but it's just more creativity and more entertainment for all of us to enjoy and absorb and and hopefully uh we will see a lot of that uh start happening pretty soon oh that would be fantastic right i love short films myself uh it's such a such a fantastic creative world like and especially because they're short right we have to get into this world and out of it in such a a short period of time that the creative solutions that filmmakers find honestly it's like they never cease your amaze me it's so 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 fantastic <laughs> it is and i want to thank both of you for coming on to the program today and sharing with us again ladies and gentlemen the oscar qualified animated short film pivot again it's a must see and for those of you who want to uh you will be able to see this uh interview on on our television program but also for those of you who like to view things online we will have it in both of our uh, youtube channels and also check out our brand new youtube channel bond on cinema where you can watch all of the interviews of film directors screenwriters and producers as well as animators 
and of course of the numerous short films that have come out this year and even more next year. So get on the bandwagon and start watching the short films because you're if you're not watching short films, you are missing so much great creation out there that uh, you got to add it to your film library. I can tell you that right now. And again, uh, many thanks to Robin Campbell and Anna Gusan for coming onto the program and sharing with us again the Oscar qualified animated short film Pivot. And as for me, I'll see you next time.